calling all cowboys and cowgirls. Are you looking for something new? Try Farming Ranch TV. Streaming all major devices like Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and www.watchfrtv.com. Over 50 TV shows plus movies and special events related to the Western lifestyle. It's a real variety and family-oriented. All absolutely free to watch. No subscriptions at all. It's the future of Rural TV. Are you looking for that special gift for a family member or loved one? Well, go check out Southern Bling Creations. They do everything from custom t-shirts and hoodies to tumblers. You can find them at www.facebook.com forward slash Southern Bling Creations. And remember, it's Creations with a K. Phone number is 832-557-0653. And be sure to ask for Jennifer. Southern Bling Creations. inspirational, positive, focused, spiritual, and goal-driven people to keep us going. Learning from others and how they grew individually while struggling with everyday life is how we can better our lives. No matter who you are or where you came from, you can be better today than yesterday as long as you believe in yourself. A simple, God-fearing man, Jeremy Dawsey believes in you and what you're capable of. He's an actor, retired bull rider, loving father, and voice of the common man. Welcome to Jeremy Dossie Today. Now here's your host, Jeremy Dossie. Folks, we got a, another great special guest today for Jeremy Dossie Today. I hope everybody's having a great week. I know I am. Things are kicking off 2021 with uh, full visions, I should say. Um, the gentleman I have with me today... Most people look down upon what you would call his addiction is. And I'm not going to go into detail. I'm going to let him go into detail about it. Um, John Doerr is who I have with me today. And he's a he's a former bull rider like myself. Uh, bullfighter now. I believe he does a lot of youth events now. If y'all notice, my uh, my trend is uh, rodeo and western lifestyle. It, it, just, I, I, it just happens to be, you know what i'm part of john how are you today i'm doing great jeremy how are you doing today bud i'm fantastic fantastic so um let's tell a little bit about yourself what introduce um, yourself well you know uh I grew up in the 70s and 80s um i've always been interested in rodeo and cowboy lifestyle because my dad was um my dad actually uh performed a a whip act in rodeos back in the 40s and 50s. Um, so I guess you can say I'm a second generation rodeo entertainer. Um, I started riding bulls when I was 17, got hooked on that and um, moved away, moved up to the Pasadena area and got into fighting bulls and kind of walked away from that, started working, traveling around the world. Um, and traveling around the world the way I have. I had a lot of free time on my hands. And when I have a lot of free time on my hands, my brain gets to going against me. And I wanted to start fighting bulls again to kind of 
get my brain off of my addiction that I come to find I, I have. Um, and you're right. You can be in a at a party with your friends or something and everybody can talk about, oh, you know, I have been the 12 step program, you know, I have a drinking problem and, you know, I'm, I'm learning to cope with it and, or drugs or opiates. But uh, you want to you want to make a room silent. And you tell somebody you have a sex addiction. Um, they just and the first thing, the very first thing that comes to mind, say, think you're a pedophile or you're a sex offender. Like, no, that has nothing to do with it. Um, a lot of times it starts out when you're young. Um, come to find out they scientists are, are going back and looking the effects on pornography on a man's brain when he's young and when he's older. It rewires it somehow. And um, my dad sexually abused me when I was eight. I remember growing up as a kid, he had three huge boxes full of Playboy, Penthouse, Hustler, all of them. If we had an open household, so I could look at him anytime I want to and not get in trouble. Um, you know, we talked about sex at the dinner table. Um, we believed in God. We didn't go to church that much, except at Christmas, because my dad was Catholic. My mother was Southern Baptist. <laughs> yeah. How about a mixture? Ooh. You know, and, and of course, you know, my dad, my mom and dad never said, hey, look, you can go to any church you want to, with an exception of a couple. So, okay, no problem. And I went with friends to Sunday school and church. And um, I even, we lived in Missouri at, at one time, and I went to a weekly revival. Uh, my mom worked, to, worked with an uh, Af African-American woman named, named Gloria, and we got to know her family. And I went with her to an African-American church revival week. If the gospel doesn't touch you then, yeah, something's wrong. Yep. They get down. Yes, they do. Yep. You know, and I was treated better than I ever have, you know, and I'll always remember that. Um, but I really didn't get to know God like I needed to. Because um, going through this addiction, I've been to therapy, been on medication. Um, and it just, uh, the therapist I had, uh, he's, he told me, he goes, after two years, he goes, I don't know how far to go with you anymore. I've gone just about as far as I can go. And it worked for about six months after that. I kind of stayed you know, good. I've had affairs on, on my wife. Um, it got to where I was talking to girls online, on Instagram, Facebook. And to me, what was the high was talking. 
not the physical, because I, I had the physical at home. But I had so much of it going through my mind that it was eating me up. And talk about multitask. I could build a half a million dollar oil drilling tool, program the computer to get the tool pro programmed. Think about that on top of it and talk to somebody. That's how my brain was that because I've been used to it yeah. for, so, for so many years. Uh, my wife wanted me to write a short story. She said, I want you to write down your sexual thoughts. So you sure? Because hmm. I'm, I'm positive. Okay. I didn't write one. I wrote five. And she looked at me, she goes, honey, you have a problem. I said, I'm sure I do. Um, I didn't know what to do. Well, me and her got into a little spat. We were trying to catch up on the show Yellowstone. And instead of watching the show, we were watching the, the interviews and all that and trying to work the remote and get it back to the original show. And anyway, we, it blew up. And I went from zero to infuriating within seconds. And it's like, I looked, went out of my body. I looked back at myself and I seen the fire in my eyes and the look on my face. And then I went behind me and I looked and seen my wife's eyes and how scared she was. Because I knew right then, I just became my dad. My dad had a temper. I grew up with um, an abusive family. My dad was very abusive when he drank. He was from Louisiana. He could drink beer, he was fine. If he drank liquor, he was fine. If he ever mixed the two, there wasn't enough use. Yeah. He just went off. So, so I grew up with domestic violence in my life. And I swore I would never be like him. And I became him that day. And all it was, I wasn't even mad at her. I wasn't even mad at this, the TV. I guess it had all built up so much to where it needed to come out. And I didn't know how, I didn't know how for it to come out. Um, I left the house after destroying a fan and a waffle maker because I destroyed them two items. Love that waffle maker. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> and I drove an hour and a half to see my son. Had lunch with him. His dad, what's wrong? You don't drive an hour and a half just to come, come have lunch with me. There's something wrong with you. I can tell. And I told him, just dad, you need help. On the way home, I felt God talk to me. I had knew of a pastor in New Canaan, Texas, called Mark Grimes. 
He was a pastor of Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I called him and he says, come to church tomorrow morning. We'll, we'll sit down and talk. Got up, went to church. Awesome service. Um, we had a brief little 10-minute meeting because they were going to do, uh, it was just before school. I, I remember it. Um, they were doing, they were giving out back, backpacks, school supplies, clothes for kids that, you know, that couldn't, couldn't afford anything. Awesome thing, thing to do, by the way. It was very awesome. Excuse me. And I just unloaded on him, like gave him everything that I'd done. I cried because I was at the, I was at the end of my rope and I feel like I was just, I was holding on by a string. And he goes, John, he goes, I, man, he goes, I'm lost. I don't, I don't know how to help you in that situation. He goes, I wish I did. He goes, I feel like God brought you to me and brought us together for a reason. And he had just gotten in this uh, flyer from Be Broken throughout a Garden Ridge, Texas. And it's a ministry for people with sex addictions. They have conferences all across the United States. They have workshops. And it's people from all walks of life, even pastors. And I went to a session um, where it led me to a couple from Conroe. I got a hold of them, which led me to a church called the Ark in Conroe, Texas, where the um, man at the time had something called Turn. And it was really kind of like a outreach for people with alcohol, drugs, women that's been battered, battered women, rape, um, and men with sexual addictions. And I started going there on Tuesday nights. And it gave me such a relief to find out that I wasn't alone that there was people out there that could help me, help me get a handle on this. Not that I'll ever be cured, but I've learned over the couple of years I've been doing this, that I know my triggers. I know how to handle them. But I got to be careful because if I do one thing too much, I isolate myself. And that's the, one of the biggest key triggers is when you isolate yourself, your mind goes to work. Yep. I can understand that. You know, um, <clears throat> like I, I, I play video games. I'll be 50 years old, rodeo cowboy, and I love video games. Yeah. That's how I'm, I've been. That's how I yeah. let my mind go. Um. And I've got to where I, if I do that for too long or too many days, then I feel like I'm, I'm isolating myself. Mm -hmm. um, but now I've got a, I've got an awesome handle on it. Um, used to going to the store, whether it be the grocery store, Walmart, anywhere, the mall. 
it's like, and my wife would be with me because she would ask me, are you okay? I said, not really. Can we, can we hurry up? Um, people laugh at this, but to see a woman in leggings or yoga pants or workout, whatever you want to call them, drives me insane. You know, and it's like, but now I've got a better handle on it. Now it's just like, well, I guess you didn't feel like getting dressed today. Um, ma'am, I'm sorry you didn't work out in full makeup and everything. So there's, there's no way. I don't work out you did, but there's no way you're still in full makeup from leaving the gym. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I understand. You, know, you have a nice body. You're, you're, you know, you're one of God's children, but come on. Um, you know, and God has been really been, been pulling me to help other men. I've been through the conquer series. Um, that is the one of the most eye opening deals I've ever done. Um, it's a video plus a workbook. Um, Ted Roberts, he's out of Oregon. He's a, Vietnam uh, Marine fighter pilot. He had a drinking problem and a porn problem. Well, he quit drinking like that, but he just could not get a grip on the porn. Well, he started this conquer series. Talks about a battle plan, talks about putting on the armor of God and making sure you're battle ready for this because it's it is it, it's a full-blown war and he says to get a fully grip good grip on it three to five years toward you know it a instant nope can't think that nope don't look look at that it's not it's not it's not good for you kind of like an alcohol going in to a bar and sitting down or to a restaurant and oh, i'm just gonna have one sip no, that one sip leads to 20 shots later. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have half a band of brothers on Tuesday nights. We've, uh, you know, we we hold each other accountable. We're, we're there for each other. We're, we're, you know, we got each other's backs, but when we step out of line, we don't pull any punches because we know. Yeah. You know, and we want to, we feel that God's talking to each and every one of us about helping other men. You know, don't be ashamed. It's not natural for men to do this. No, it's not. That's not what God intended. Mm -mm. God wanted us to love our women like God loves the church. You know, um, and be careful of, of the temptation because it because it is out there. Um, you and I both know him from from rodeoing. Hey, he just won one. He just won the round. He he won some money. Yeah. You know, you go out and have a couple of beers with the buddies, and you know, and them them bar bunnies, bunker bunnies. They don't care about that ring on that finger. No, they sure they, don't. They want them free drinks and. 
maybe you know like like in eight seconds they might show that number down in your pocket yep you know it's it, it's happened to me plenty of times um but um i know now that that god has always had his hand out for me and why i didn't want to get his help a lot sooner i don't know I, I can't answer that, but I know now that I can't live without him. Yeah. You know, there's one thing that I talk about a lot in my testimony and it's what I, it's what I truly base my testimony on when I, when I talk about it is I have great willpower. I've all my life. I can say no, not think twice about it. I don't know what it is. I've been able to do that. You know, in high school with friends. Now I, I drank a little bit. I did. I partied a little bit. I'll admit that mm-hmm. the older I got, you know, I started being around some drugs and stuff. Some people smoking some weed and some of that stuff. They're like, you want some of this? No, I don't. I'm fine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I could say no, not think twice about it. You know, when I rodeoing, I'd go to stuff and there was a little bit harder stuff there. Some people would have some harder drugs and mm-hmm. all that. And, here you want to you, you me cut a line out for you no i'm 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 good i can you know do that i'll just sit over here and sip on my beer or whatever mm-hmm. and I, I i can do that and it's one of those things that people i guess like me it's hard to understand people with addictions and i may have an addiction well i used to like dr peppers but i cut those out so i guess <laughs> i guess i don't have addiction anymore well i'll take it back i have coffee now anyways <laughs> you know it's hard. I believe it's hard for us people that don't have a hardcore addiction as drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it may be for us to really comprehend and understand what you go through on a daily basis to fight the urge, you know, and talk a little bit. I mean, you've, you talked a little bit about it, but go ahead and if you would go a little bit more detail. Sure. Um, some days are good. Some days are awesome. And my willpower is, yeah, you know, it's there. I can, that temptation will start and I'll, you know, I'll automatically divert, divert my head away or I'll say no. Um, or I'll scroll past that picture that I know I don't need to be t- looking at. Then there's some days to where, you know, whether somebody's battling depression, you know, they can barely get out of bed and function. Um, if I've been worrying a lot about something like the bills or finding a job or some, something else, then that'll start to stress me out. And that's my biggest thing. I still haven't learned to find a way to manage stress and how to deal with it. Um, and for me, when I start stressing out, I use sex as a coping mechanism for that. You know, and then I started, oh, and my wife was like, well, why don't you play video games? You love that. That's okay. Okay. Um, you know, if I had stuff to work with wood, I'd probably do that. Of course, I'd have more stuff around the house built. But, um, you know, and some days it's good some days it's not 
And I know on the days that it's not, when my wife has to go to the, gro- go to the grocery store, she'll ask me, do you want to go? I'm like, mm-mm. It's okay. And she understands. She understands. She, she understands. Um, she has been my rock through this. And I have put her through so much pain, grief. Um, and I've asked her that question. Why, why are you still with me? Why haven't you not burnt my clothes or put my stuff on the front lawn? And she goes, John, she goes, I know deep down, you're not doing this on purpose. Because when she would ask me, you know, what makes you do this? And I would literally tell her, I don't know. But I want to know why I'm doing this. And it's how all the pornography that I grew up with has re- had rewired my brain mentally. Mm-hmm. The neurons and everything. And scientists have figured out that, yeah, because for some men, watching porn gives them that high. Then when they get intimate with their wife or with their girlfriends, they're trying to emulate that same high and they're not going to get it. And now... Um, I don't know for sure, but uh, I would almost be a bet that uh, a lot of the the ED problems come from men have watched so much porn that when it's time for them to be intimate with their wives, they can't because the high that they're used to with the pornography, and now they're they're trying to get that 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 same high romantically you're off. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like trying to picture that blonde and, and your wife's a brunette and, and all that. And it's like, you know, which that never, over the years, that never done anything for me. You know, to me, it was more of the talking, the verbal part of it. That was my high. Yeah. My wife has tried to talk that way. She doesn't like it. And I totally understand. Now, I don't even like it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sex was a big thing for me. Big thing for me. Like, I either had to be the number one guy in it, or I didn't do it. Um, you know, I was worried about um, if what I had was pleasing enough. Um, and I got told about an ex-girlfriend and my wife. She told me all the time. She goes, she said, will you stop asking me that? Stop. So I'm not going to tell you the same answer every time anymore. I've told you the same answer every time since we've been together. So you need to find a way to fix that because 
it has gotten, it had me so like stressed that, you know, and it finally got to work, you know what? Hey, she's been with me. We've been married 14 years, so we've been together 18. You know, she's like, that, that doesn't, that doesn't make me happy. You make me happy. All of you. Okay. Finally got that through my thick brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it gets better. I mean, you know, um, you know, I can laugh and cut up and joke about it. Um, To some people, they have to be careful on what type of movies they watch. Yeah. To me, I've, I've tested myself. You know, and the wife's like, can you watch this? Sure. It's not going to bother me. I'm right, I'm right here with you. I want to be with you, not them on the TV. So now it's more like, you know, I see something in, in you know, and I hate to say this, Walmart. For some reason, Walmart has gotten so much attention of what people wear. And it's like, really, people? Come on. Come on. I can't comment on that subject. So I know. I know. I, but yeah, so. and, and it's like, did you look in the mirror? You know, because I don't want to see that. Yeah. Nobody else wants to see that. But if you catch me looking at it, well, what are you looking at? Well, man, you know. Half yeah. the world's look, looking at what you're wearing and you're exposing a lot. Like, yeah. Even even God himself was going, oh, goodness, please, come on. <laughs> I know he is. I know he is. He, even he's throwing his hands up going, come on, people. But, um, you know, for anybody, for any man out there that that wants to talk to somebody, you know, they can get a hold of me through Facebook. They can get a hold of me through through you. And I'll be glad to sit down with them either by Zoom or by telephone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want to get help, there's stuff. There are meetings, booklets, videos. And believe it or not, the number one person, that number one thing that will really help you the most is getting closer to God. Yes, I, I truly believe that. Because he doesn't care what you've done. He knows everything you've done. Even things you haven't told your girlfriend or your wife. He knows everything. Because um, every guy that's ever done that is like, man, if I walk in a church, church is going to burn down. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because there's been people that's walked in the church that's done far more worse than any than you have. And um, you know, I've I I want to help guys not be ashamed about it. You know, not when you tell your testimony to your friends in a party, some get together like at Christmas or or something. Um, you know, you're not ashamed about it. I'm not. I want pe- people to know my story. I want to help men and women that have this, if need be. 
Um, that's what God wants me to do. God wants me to help heal people. I know that because he throws at me every single night. He's like, John, um, I, I need you on this path. I need you to help people to get closer to me that are dealing with this. You know? You know, I, I you know, the other day when I contacted you to come on the podcast, mm-hmm. it I was scrolling through Facebook and you posted something. I was like, John. It was like God, I stopped right there on your post and God was telling me, have John, get John. He's got a story. And I truly believe that was for this reason Mm -hmm. is so you can get out there where your story out there. So other people can hear it that needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where everybody I keep saying this, and I know my listeners are getting sick of me saying this. <laughs> I know they are, and we're only six episodes in. Everybody does have a story. They do. And somebody right. somewhere will benefit from it, no matter what it may be. There's always small details in somebody's story that is similar to our lives. No matter how big or small the tragedy or whatever it may be you went through. Mm-hmm. And it's God, I believe truly has me on this journey to help others and get, you know, your story and everybody else's out for that reason is to lead people to him. And John, now more than ever, we need, we need God. And you know that now, I'm not going to get, right. po- I'm not going to oh, get I political. <laughs> I, I, I put that political podcast aside for a reason. Yeah, that's a hot that's a hot topic right now. But not to get political, but we need God more than ever. You're right, we do. And I believe He is using us as a tools to lead the people that He believes needs the help now before it's too late. You know, because He I believe that He wants all the broken people and everybody is broken whether they want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants them for his army. He wants them to lead his army to help get others, to help heal others. He has put things in my life, um, classes that I'm doing to mold me, you know, and this is just me speaking, but I feel like he has molded me to be one of his generals in his army to go out there and help people that have this. You know, you can live with it. You can do, and you can find ways to to deal with it. And it's not a quick 12-step program. Those do not work. You got to be serious about this fight. That's what it is. It's a fight. Mm-hmm. You're, you're fighting those inner demons that you've had built up for a long time. One of those ongoing every day, yeah. no matter what happens. Because the more you heal, more that devil's going to start throwing more stuff at you. 
kind of like kind of like fishing almost. Devil always knew what lure to throw at you, and you'd bite it every single time. And now that you're getting closer and closer to God, and you're you're learning more and more about His Word and, and more about how He how He was, more of that lure doesn't take anymore. So now He's got to reach in that tackle box and He's got to figure out what's going to get John or Joe or John and Jeremy to bite. But the more we get closer to Him, more of them lures ain't ain't going to work. Yeah. It's just, like I said, it's just, it's getting scary and we need, we're going to, we need each other. Oh yeah, we do. Because Satan, he's, he's right there. Oh, he is bigger in life right now than, than anything. And he has come out in all different shape, forms and fashion. Yep. Well, John, I appreciate it. Oh hey man, I, I enjoyed this. I appreciate you know that. I've uh, I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to tell my story, and hopefully that it does reach somebody, or if not, it may reach a uh, somebody a listener that has a family member or a friend. And hey hey, I mean getting a little listen to this podcast. You know this is mm-hmm. this guy's you know he's going down that road road that you're just now journeying on. You know and like I said. I'd be glad to help. Where where can people reach you at if they need it? They, they can reach help. me. Um, they can reach me on uh, Facebook. I have Messenger. I have Instagram, or they can reach me via email, which is John MD seventy one at hotmail dot com. Mm-hmm. And your last name is spelled different. D O R R. D O R R. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I've had it spelled so many different ways. <laughs> Over the years, well, at least they don't mess your last name up. Mine, you know, I got Dosey, I got Dorsey. I said no, it's Dossie, Dossie, D A W S E, but it's D O S E Y. So I, I well, know how you come from on that. In the actually, it's it's Cajun, French, and German is where my dad's side of the family came from. So it's actually D O R apostrophe. And it's pronounced dar, mm-hmm. but they, over the years, they just took the apostrophe off, added an R and called it door. And I'm like, yeah. thank God, you're trying to pronounce that word. <laughs> well, you know how those Cajuns are. <laughs> oh, I know. I do. <clears throat> uh, I do. Because I'm Cajun, French, and German on my dad's side and Irish, and English on my mom's side. So yeah, I'm I'm all messed up. I mean, <laughs> I'm like really, I'm like I told my parents one time. I said, really, y'all couldn't have got it any more worse for me. I mean, I feel like I like the neighborhood dog. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> really? <laughs> so then on top of that, I you know, Catholic and and Southern Baptist. On hey, top of that, that those are the two. <sighs> yeah, that's I don't even want to touch that subject. I mean. Yeah, I'm not even going to touch that one. And trust me, religion very got talked about my, in my house. Because I, I remember the last time I went to Christmas Mass, Christmas Eve Mass with my dad. We all went. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do what he does. Stand up, sit down, kneel down on the pew, little thing. Yeah. In 20 minutes, I think I did that 20 times. I sat down. He and then he 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 looked at me. and goes, 
what happened? I was like, mm-mm, my knees are hurting. So, but I, I really wasn't supposed to do it because I didn't go through communion and all that. So, yeah, I, I don't know how all that Catholic works. I don't either. Oh, I neither. But all right. Well, I appreciate it. I really do. Oh, I really hey. appreciate it, man. I love and you. Hopefully, we'll get somebody's story out there. Oh, yeah. And everything. Definitely. So, y'all can reach John on Facebook and Instagram. He gave you his email. You can reach me, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. At Jeremy Dossey. Remember, folks, if you're not alone, because if you have a if you have something going on in your life, you can reach out to us. Anybody that's been on this podcast, they gave y'all their information. You can reach out to them, whatever your struggle may be. And remember, God is on your side. We're on your side. And we'll fight for you. John, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. No problem. Y'all have a great day. God bless. This was a Jeremy Dossie production.